from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour, and my daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888 888- Eight two five five two two five. Jonathan is with us in Morganton, West Virginia. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Hello, Dave. Uh, better than I deserve. How are you? Just the same, sir. How can we help? <laughs> awesome. I've known your voice uh, for probably twenty years now. I'm thirty-one. Uh, my father listened to you as I was a child. Uh, I strayed from the path a little bit. Uh, leaving college, but we're back on it now. Uh, we paid off about 110000 in debt in three years. We're on baby step six. Uh, wife and I got married in 2017. We are now expecting our fourth child in uh, in February. Our oldest is four, turning five next month. And, uh, the Dang, that's a lot of kids. Got... <laughs> a lot of kids under, uh, under five. <laughs> I know. I'm the oldest of 11, so the more the merrier. Uh, God will provide Amen. Uh, but our our house is 1,200 square feet. Uh, we bought, you know, what we could afford back in 2017. Um, salary has gone from about 90 to 160-ish uh, since then. Um, but my wife really wants more space for the fourth kid. Our house is only 1,200 square feet. And um, we're wondering if we should just, you know, be content, uh, pay off our house, and go from there, or if we should look at buying a bigger house or look at remodeling options. Uh, we really like the location we're at in our property. We've got five acres uh, out in the country. The kids love it. Um, but my wife has really been looking and, and wanting more space, and I'm wondering if I'm being a cheapskate um, and, and wanting to be content with what we have until we get it paid off. So in your mind, Jonathan, once you pay it off, would you be open to moving then? I I suppose I suppose I would be or, what's or your, saving up money to do a remodel and get more space. What's your household income? Uh, so my wife is a stay-at-home homeschooling mother of our kids, and uh, I have a mining engineering degree. I work for a coal mine as a supervisor. Uh, my salary is one twenty after bonuses. Last year, uh, our gross was one sixty. Okay. And our net worth is uh, net worth is. 450 right now all we owe is uh, 150 on the house and it's probably worth 200 or 220 somewhere okay Uh, i've done a lot of um remodels in my real estate life and um i would strongly recommend with that many children under the age of five that you not try to do a remodel um there would be a murder. <laughs> it's that just is one of my wife's concerns. Yeah, as well. I, I think you. I think you like the acreage, and I don't really blame you for that. Um, that many kids in twelve hundred square feet is pretty tight. Um, I don't think it's an unreasonable, weird thing to say. You know, like we're not being out of control, opulent, or something like that to try to move up a little in house, get a get a little bit more square footage uh, since you're going to have. Uh, this many chickens in the coop and so um mm-hmm. yeah i but I, I you know it might it might take a little time to find a piece of property that or a house that's a little larger on a piece of property because you like the acreage and again i don't blame you for that i like a little space myself 
Uh, I can't stand these things where they're crammed in on top of me. But uh, um, <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, that, that so I, you do make enough money to sell that house and to move up into more square footage. You're just going to have to be careful about how you do it so that you don't take on too much house and that the payment mm-hmm. is no more than a fourth of your take-home pay. Yeah, and I think Jonathan's sitting down with your wife and you guys – you know, talking out like, hey, what do we want the next five to 10 years to be like in our home? What do we want it to feel like? Do we want the freedom of, do we value more acreage? Because I know when you're, you know, when you have kids like that, yeah, you're growing up and they're able to run and do stuff. Or do we value a neighborhood where there's other kids and we can all play? Like you, you guys have to really figure out your values and what you guys want your home to feel like and be as a family and then your house can reflect that. And so it may take some time to find something that meets both of those. But that's what I would try to kind of figure out. And, you know, and maybe in a season that you kind of give up some acreage to get some home, you know, a bigger home just to get through, you know, the kid years. And then once they hit middle school, you know, you can even move up again or, or change locations. So a house isn't forever. I mean, it's a, it's obviously a major purchase and a big life move. Um, so you want to be wise about it. But um, But yeah, I think you guys can can definitely afford something more yeah I, the thing you want to guard against folks is and jonathan's trying to do this by asking the question yeah. is this idea that you just always move up and always have a mortgage oh i'm going to always have a mortgage so i might as well move up and i'll just move up and i move up and i move up and it, it kind of falls in the same bucket of oh i got a 232 dollar a month raise at the office so I'm going to go take out a $300 car payment. Right. You know, and not, that, that's not what we want to do. We want to go the other way. So, um, but, you know, I don't think that, um, you know, you, you didn't call me up and say she has a 4,000 square foot house and she wants a 6,000 square foot house. Sure. You know, you call me up. She's got a whole bunch of humans in 1,200 feet there. And she's homeschooling. Yeah. So there's room. For, I mean, like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very justified. And so you, you could look at adding on to that current property, but I would advise against doing a rehab while you live in a house with a bunch of small children. I just, I think it's a nightmare. Stressful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've done minor renovations and I didn't like that. It was no fun. So uh, building a house is one thing where you're not living in it. Uh, that's a different project. That's a whole different thing. It's all the mess is over there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But if every night when you sit down to eat dinner, there's sawdust on your plate, that starts to be old fast and um it doesn't and it, and it just seems to drag out forever so I, I would not recommend that just as a lifestyle decision more than the issue of uh, might also overbuild the neighborhood you might overbuild the price range all that kind of stuff but which is what a lot of people do when they add on but you know that's what you, these are the things you got to consider but it, it's a contentment is a big deal Mm-hmm. We often say, Rachel and I and every all the Ramsey personalities, that it's one of the most powerful of the financial principles. Uh, if you can learn to be content, you can get out of debt. If you can learn to be content, you'll always have margin in your budget. If you can learn to be content, you've got money to give and be generous with. If you can learn to be content, you've got a margin. You can learn to put, you know, have money to put in investments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and on the other end of that, also wanting a level of space with these kids you know yeah, what I mean? like what she's what she's presenting isn't in my opinion discontentment it's more just no, a quality just like, of I'm life crazy moments yes yeah, we have a, a lot of monkeys in a small cage i mean it's just oh my gosh you know it's whew. i i keep all the grandkids and and we got a big house and it's not big enough so 
They find ways to drive y'all crazy. <laughs> I love it's fantastic. them. Fantastic. They're awesome. This is the Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining in amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Hey, those of you that tuned in last night for the uh, student loan free live stream, uh, there were, I guess it looks like right now we probably had over 100,000 people already view it. Thank you for that. We really appreciate you guys turning out. And uh, Rachel and Jay did a stellar job, and um, I bookended it, so... There we go. Hey, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Hopefully, it, a, it helped those of you that was really tuned in. That's good what we content. The way you guys did what y'all did covering the budgeting stuff was really good. Well, yeah, I we well we wanted tactical stuff, and I feel like that's one thing that's so hard, especially with these payments coming in October for a lot of people. They're looking at their money and they're like, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't even have margin right now. So, um, hopefully, us kind of walking through and showing you examples of what it looks like to cut, what it looks like on the income side to. You know, even looking at pausing investing, how much money that can bring back in each paycheck. So, yeah, we got really detailed in it, but I think. Um, I mean, you took it, the every dollar app and actually built a budget live on the thing. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So, and, and actually, the link I think is up still at ramseysolutions.com slash student loans or on. Um, oh, you can watch or it. Or on still? YouTube. Okay. Uh, so, right. make sure, yeah, to check it out because we put out. Put it out last night, hoping that uh, it well, gives you guys direction. And Also, we're heading to Chicago uh, momentarily, and we'll be up there to do Smart Conference Friday night and all day Saturday. If you're in the Chicago land area, don't have your tickets, get them. Get them. But the morning session, uh, the first couple of hours on the couple of money talks, will be Jade and George, and they will be live streamed for free. Uh, you don't have to pay a thing. You can just watch the uh, the startup of Saturday morning smart conference. And so make sure you check all this out. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash events. And again, that's Friday evening and Saturday if you're in Chicago. Uh, if you're not and want to catch the live stream in that Saturday morning, it will be live and it will be Jade and George and a little bit from you. A little bit, right? Uh, no. Nope. 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 Okay. I'm in the afternoon. <laughs> okay. Maybe a little bit from me. I do an intro okay. video that says that's hello. Where it is. That's yeah. what it is. And that's I'm doing. Is. I'm doing a little intro thing yes. too. So, yeah. Yes. All right. You'll see us. Jason is in Shreveport. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? <laughs> okay, so I'm 40 years old. I am a classically trained opera singer and music teacher. When I was 27, I was working on my PhD. I had a grand mal seizure that year. The next year, I had another grand mal seizure. I was diagnosed with epilepsy. Mm. Fast forward to 2020, I had my second brain surgery three weeks before we went into lockdown. Wow. Uh, they, removed, they removed 10% of my brain. Um, I'm on the mend in terms of the epilepsy, but there is no cure for epilepsy. It's never going away. What is not going away is my student loan debt. So when I go to try and buy a house, they factor in 1% of that total amount as a monthly payment that I'm not making because I'm on an income driven repayment plan. And I have tried to 
file for the uh, total disability discharge and was denied. Why? Apparently, well, because they said that my my uh, epilepsy wasn't severe enough. However, when I went through the disability process, it was a retired gynecologist making the decision as to whether or not I would be. So you're not on SSI. You're not on Social Security. I am now. Finally, it took permanent years. disability. No, well, it's not permanent. I I have to re re qualify every three to five years. I'm waiting on that next uh, okay. set of paperwork. Well, the retired gynecologist didn't do that. That didn't get you into SSI. Well, you had to have another. Med- have there had to be another medical professional professional on that part of the story, right? Well, I have a neuro- I have a neurologist, yeah. uh, a life- okay. epileptologist. And uh, and they gave you the paperwork for the for the Social Security Administration right. to approve the SSI disability. That's correct. Okay, and your 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 uh, denial on the student loan <clears throat> idiots was before you got this SSI approved. No, no, no. They said my condition was not severe enough. Okay, was, I'm uh, not. I'm listen. The answer to the equation is I'm not stopping on that, dude. You're disabled. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The answer is I'm going to go congressman, senator. uh, uh, I'm going to hire an attorney. Uh, You got $300,000 wrapped around your neck that's not going away that should be forgiven. Is that how much debt it is, Jason? Yeah. That's how much I have in my name, my wife. My wife. So I have $297,000 in student loan debt starting in 2001. Um, My wife also has an additional two. Um, she has her doctorate. That's correct. What does she do for a living? Combined, she's now a college professor. Making what? Um, she's a tenure track professor making $51,000. She just got this job this year. We just moved a month ago. It's a really good job for her. Now, I was hoping to have the same kind of position, but without my exit degree. Help me with this, because I'm sorry. I'm struggling with 51000 and we call that a good job. So tell well, me how this works. I, I, she's on a tenure track. Does that mean she's going to be making 120 in three or four years? We don't know the final number, but once she's uh, granted tenure in seven years, the income does go up drastically. Yeah. And it should go up incrementally between now and then also. I'm hopeful that that will 51, be 51,000 with PhD teaching at the university level sounds low, period, whether there's tenure or not. I agree. Okay. I agree. It's uh, it's a tough world out there. Uh, no, it's not that. I mean, I'm telling you, it's not that's not right. That's too low. Other okay. PhDs right. teaching at the college level make a lot more than that. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know okay. whether okay. this is the particular university she got on with, uh, or maybe it's the degree of field. I don't know. Uh, but um, so the answer to her 200k is you know? for you guys to get your income up and get rid of it. The answer to your 300k is good god is uh, half a million dollars it is uh for you to go after these guys on the disability issue because i mean you've if one the, the trick with the disability with them is to get if the social security administration has declared you're disabled and puts you on ssi that should be the ticket and they I should just straight too. up forgive it now is there the, a difference with it not being permanent the fact that he has to reapply every three to five years you, you, Does do that the, you, you have to you have to relook it all the time anyway they're you know if you become undisabled, you're not, you know, you, you, you lose that. But yeah, that I, I'm telling you, man, yeah. I, I am spending some energy and some time with, uh, 
senators, congressmen, mm-hmm. staff, uh, and, and an attorney, and I'm going to get this gone if I'm in your shoes. I think I think that should be forgiven. That's what it's for. I mean, upon death or disability, federally insured student loans. But disability isn't, I feel bad. Disability is the Social Security Administration has declared you disabled. And that's that's yeah, the de- yeah. that's the definition for purposes of student loan forgiveness, and that's a standard program. That is not a Joe Biden helped you out. That's that's been from day one. That program has been there. Yeah. Wow, Jason, I'm so sorry I'm you guys sorry. are facing this. What a horrible process y'all have been through, and these student loans have just made it worse. So, um, man, that's awful. I, um, and at risk of sounding like I'm piling on him because I'm not. Um, but that, that should, that kind of a phone call to this show should be a warning to some of you that you don't go $200,000 in debt to get your PhD to make 50 grand. Okay. Those numbers don't work and you don't go $300,000 in debt to live your dream in the, uh, opera world because you could end up with a medical condition and end up in a mess. Well, and and it probably isn't even that lucrative of a well i mean it is if it is Career it's it's uh you know but it's it's like anything else in the music business it's there's a percentage that make all the money and a percentage that wish they did and um so but either way the you cannot bet five hundred thousand dollars on these tracks that's not this is what gets you in trouble because then life happens and you end up here and i'm Gosh, Jason, I'm so sorry you're there. I'm not picking on you. But the rest of you should take a warning from this. And if you got a kid wanting to go on this track, tell them no. No, we're not doing this. No. This is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And they're designed. Design experts are always ready to help, even with measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personalities, my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Brian is in Portland, Oregon. Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm well, Dave. Thanks so much for having me uh, on. Um, so I'll get right to the point. Um, it's a bit of a first-world-ish uh, problem, but I'm at your st- step seven point, and I guess my, my biggest concern is balancing, obviously, how much I really should spend now based on the amount we have, based on our the, comparing it towards how much do we need to save? Cause I mean, we're at a point where our total retirement plus non-retirement assets are over a million. Mm-hmm. We're incredibly fortunate and in some cases, unfortunate because of why we got to that point. But, uh, at the same point, we're really trying to balance out exactly. Yeah. It's easy to say, let's just live off the returns and, and with the two of us combined, make about one sixty five, one seventy. 170. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, how old are you? Say that, but at the same, I'm 42. Okay. All right. Good. Good for you guys. Well done. Millionaire, huh? And so I take it you inherited some of it the way you said the way we got it. I guess you, some, you lost someone. Yeah. Uh, there's um, we, we, we lost some family at a very young age uh, relatively to where they should have been. I'm sorry. That way. I'm sorry. Thank you. Well, um, but uh, I mean, some of the work was obviously on our own as well. We didn't yeah. start and just go from yeah. zero to to, ha- to a million without doing any work ourselves. Sure. We're definitely proud that we were at least a chunk of the way there on our own. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, Rachel can speak to this. She does a lot of work on contentment. Um, the two things that Sharon and I do is, um, one, we're, we had to learn to look at ratios because your emotions can't keep up with your wealth building. It, I mean, look at, you'll look up in a few years, you have $5 million. You don't feel like you have $5 million. You feel like when you had 50000 your emotions don't keep up, okay? And so to, to circumvent that, we had to say, all right, we can afford a $10,000 cruise. How do we know we can afford that? The, and we use the burn it in the middle of the floor test. If I took that much money and I made a little fire in the middle of the floor and I burned $10,000, would my life change? No. Yours wouldn't either, by the way. Okay, so sure. so I can go on that or Sharon can go on that cruise and I get to go with her. So um, uh, so, you know, we can make that decision then because basically we're burning that money, right? It's gone. Poof. We enjoyed it. We experienced it. It's a good thing. I mean, it's why we work. You work, live like no one else so that you can live like no one else. So that's ratio. I look at ratios. And so if we're going to buy a car for 50,000 or 60,000 or whatever, 100,000, whatever it is. If I drive the car off a cliff with no insurance, does my life change? No. Then I can afford the car. It's a non-issue mathematically. Does that make sense? And so that helps me to spend money that my emotions don't feel like I should do. Like, because your emotions say things to you like you used to say to other people, like, no one needs a car that nice. Nobody ought to drive something like that. This is what people say, right? And that's where I came from, sure. is that neighborhood, right? It's, you know, who needs a, you know, but I had a guy making 15 million bucks. It's a friend of mine pull up and a dad blame whatever, uh, Ferrari or whatever the flip it was, 400,000 bucks. Okay. But he made 15 million last year. So him getting a $400,000 car is like, Okay, if you made 150000 you bought a $4,000 car. It's the same ratio. It's a non-issue. But it's just hard to get your head around a $400,000 car. I can't, I can't grasp it, but it helps me grasp it if I look at ratios. That's what I'm always doing. What's the ratio on this, and can I burn it in the middle of the floor? The second thing that has helped me is uh, we uh, make sure at all times we are doing three things, and Rachel and I taught parents to do this with their kids. At all times, you should always be increasing your generosity as your income goes up. You should be increasing your investments as your income goes up, and you should be increasing your enjoyment, your lifestyle spending, as your income goes up. And we at Sharon and I use a percentage on that. Every time I get a big check from the publisher for Total Money Makeover, I get big old checks on that because that thing still sells like crazy. 
And when I get that big old check in, I've got an automatic percentage, 40% for taxes, 10% per tithe. So there's 50% gone. Okay. Then I've got another 50%. How am I going to allocate that? I'm going to allocate it among those three things, a percentage that we have set in our formula. You make up your formula. We made up ours, but a percentage of that 50 towards lifestyle, a percentage towards investing and a percentage towards increased generosity beyond the tithe. And so we're always giving more. We're always enjoying more and we're always investing more. And that keeps me in balance too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's well said. And and I think too, Brian, what's helped, I would say my husband and I over time is I'm like, we've learned to live so significantly below our means just because it's almost like this litmus test of like, we're fine. We don't, we don't need to continue just to consume and consume and consume, mm-hmm. even, even if the money's there. So we do though, look at percent what he's saying about percentages and we've upped we up our percentage a few percentage points it's not a ton honestly um you know maybe per year every two years as we're doing our budget month to month and we look to say okay because we want to be able to enjoy it because i hear what you're saying you're like if we're working hard and we have the ability to enjoy some of it we want to and so for me i find more enjoyment personally in more of the day-to-day stuff when I can like up the grocery budget a little bit and go to Costco and buy a few more things or go buy more clothes or like whatever it is like these like very small percentages in our budget month to month that's where I seem to enjoy you know that baby step seven life but it's a but it's a very small percentage because over time too you're gonna learn like stuff is just stuff and there's not like you know spending an outrageous amount of money not that it's right or wrong but there's a point that it's like it doesn't get you what you think it will over no, time. Enough lobster, it tastes like so. Yeah, so I mean, like, there's that. But then the big purchases is another thing, Brian, I would say, is for you and your wife to still have a goal. Always yep. be saving for something. Yep. And when Sinai was our house, we moved in in 19, November of 2019. And we went probably, like, I'd say probably six, seven months without anything that we were working towards after that because we were so tired. It had been years and years and years of that goal. And honestly, it was funny because we got to this point, like, six months after we moved in, and I was like, I feel sloppy with our money a little bit, like, because yeah. we're not working towards yep. something. And yep. so now it was a pool. And we're just now starting that conversation for, you know, four years, three and a half years in the making. But always have a thing that you're kind of looking towards because it just keeps you with those guardrails, um, especially on baby step seven. That's what that's what I found. So upping your percentage of lifestyle month, you know, throughout the month and your monthly budget per year a little bit, I think is great to enjoy some of it. You have to build the emotional muscles. Yes. By yes. intentionally doing all three things with some kind of a system. Uh, and, and because the people that we see that get in trouble are someone that does only one of those and abandons the other two. They're yeah. so generous. They give everything away and they kill the goose that's laying the golden egg. Or they put they put everything in investing and they have no life and their wife leaves. <laughs> You know, or, yeah, they're uh, cheap. you know, cause they're cheapskate, yeah. you know, or we spend it all and we put nothing in investing and nothing for generosity. Well, that's yeah. most people. And that, 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 you know, that, that's not one you have to train people to do usually, but it is normal when you have been very disciplined to have trouble letting go of money for enjoyment. That is a normal human mm-hmm. reaction. And it has helped lot. me that I'm increasing my generosity that kind of gives me emotional permission to enjoy some of it on the other hand. And it's helped me to do the 
burn it in the middle of the floor amount. It's yeah. a small ratio. And do ratio. your budget still, Brian. I mean, Winston and I, every month, we and we still track our transactions every dollar. Like, keep a pulse on it because that also allows you to see, okay, we have X amount and out to eat. We're going to go on a really nice date night, right? If we have some money there. So that budget also gives you that permission to say, we're okay. We're not going crazy. You know, nothing's out of control here. This is what we've allotted. So I would still encourage the budget even on Baby Step 7 because day-to-day decisions, it allows you to give yourself permission to spend. And it works, Brian. I've even gotten Rachel's mother to where she can actually spend money now. She's the world's biggest tightwad. This is The Ramsey Show. Thanks for hanging out with us, America. We're glad you're here. I'm Dave Ramsey. Rachel Cruz is my co-host today. Courtney's in Boston. Hi, Courtney. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, how are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up? So I just wanted to get your opinion on something. I am currently living in my grandmother's home, and I may potentially soon have the opportunity to purchase it. Um, But at the moment, I have... I've been working on the baby steps. I'm fairly new. I've paid off credit card. I've paid off my car and I have my student loan debt. It's about just under Mm 33,000. And I do have savings that I've been working on for a down payment on a house in general before I knew it was a possibility I could purchase the the home I'm living in now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has about 56,000 in there. Mm -hmm. I was going to just, pay off my student loans, Good, um, but people very close to me uh, and people I trust, it, they've been telling me it's not a good idea. I'm sure the people you trust are sweet, payment. but they're broke, and it is a good idea. <laughs> you should pay it off now, immediately, so if, like, today. You know, say next week the opportunity comes for me to purchase the house I'm in. Uh, you shouldn't buy a home while you have student loan debt. Okay. And the home, Courtney, okay. is it your is it your grandmother's home that you're talking about purchasing? Yeah. So, so there's no is is there a major timeline rush in that? Yeah, it's a it's a confusing situation. I suppose no, um, but she may need nursing home care soon, and she actually transferred the home about three years ago to my father and his sister, my aunt. And so if she needs a nursing home in the next couple of years, the home would still begin the um, the Medicaid five-year look-back period. So they would have to transfer it back to her. It would have to be sold for fair market value, those things. So I can't buy the house yet unless uh, her condition keeps worsening and she needs to go to to a nursing facility, which... Why is she going to Medicaid nursing? Why is she going on welfare? I'm not that... I'm not sure. Is she broke? She has... She does not, other than her home, if she were to transfer back and um, I were to buy it from her, uh, she doesn't have much assets or income is my understanding. Okay. Um, you're, you're not going to like this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, okay? Sure. You're, you're buying this home at fair market value, and it's not a home you would have bought. You're only doing it because of the situation, and it got thrust right in front of you. If you were just walking around living in a one-bedroom apartment, you would have not bought this house. And if you're paying fair market value, there's zero reason for you to buy it. It's a, it's a nice house, but Darling, I... Darling, what I just said is true, isn't it? I... 
I, I no, I don't. I disagree because it is in the area I'm looking to purchase in. It has two bedrooms, and it's what I'm looking for. So I think that I okay. would purchase it. Okay. And what will be the value? It's a, it's valued at about four hundred fifty thousand. And what do you make? I make about a hundred and twenty thousand a year. Okay. Well. So I, the the thing that we teach folks is the shortest right way to wealth, and that would be have an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses and be debt-free, plus your down payment before you purchase a home. And then if you're purchasing a home that way, you would take out no more than a 15-year fixed-rate loan where the payment is no more than a fourth of your take-home pay. I'm not positive that formula fits in your situation. It might, but that's a lot of house. You're single and how yeah. old? I'm 28. Okay. I I mean, you you yeah, certainly would, can do all of this, but I would never do it unless it met those guidelines that I was talking about. And you do not have a down payment plus an emergency fund plus being debt free. Yeah, because you'll have 23000 left, Courtney, after you pay off your student loans. So I would kind of figure out, okay, what would an emergency fund be for you? And yeah, I mean, I, I would say since... You, if you have a stable job, you're single, no kids, you know, you're in that situation, I would lean more on the three month side and save up three months of an emergency fund. You got fifty five now minus thirty is twenty five. So you probably got your emergency fund. Yeah. But you don't have an emergency fund debt free and, and a down payment. And the down payment. So if it's the house you want, Courtney, I mean it, You're it, not gonna buy it. Well, not today, but I'm saying if she's if she, if her health doesn't decline and she doesn't have to move, if you got two years to save up a down payment, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But right now, we wouldn't encourage you, regardless of the situation, a family or not. Yeah, you're not in a position really to to buy that. So, and, the, and there are some guidelines on the Medicaid look back on the five year look back and the fair market value. There's a, also a certain number of dollars that um, she is allowed to keep out of her principal residence. It used to be 78000 I don't know what it is now. but So you guys need to get some um, – it sounds like you've gotten some information. You, I mean, you, you might have gotten it from the law firm of Google and Google, but you might want to talk to an actual elder law attorney and actually find out what you can do because my guess is fair market value. I'd want to know what the definition of that is in this situation. Because is it because that they, she transferred the house? Right. You, you can't move assets out of your name in order to look like you're broke to qualify for welfare. Medicaid is welfare. And if you go to a Medicaid nursing home, it's for broke people that have no money. And you can't be sitting on a $400,000 house and act like you're poor. Okay, so that that's the principle on the so law. In a, in and if a, you transfer it to your kid, which is what Granny did, she moved it to her son yeah. and daughter. In order to hide it, they have a five-year look back, and if they prove you did it with intent to hide it, it's called fraud. So it's a big problem. I know, because in an ideal world, what you she if 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 you do if you are in the situation, and you have a parent that is needs help then, then you sell the house and take care of them. take the four hundred fifty thousand dollars and go in a great nursing home because in with rare exceptions there's a difference in a medicaid nursing home and a regular nursing home right there's a difference in government provided housing i'm and saying housing. for people listening out there if they find themselves in that situation the 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 right best thing to do for the parents is take care of them is to sell the house and take care of them and and use that money to, to go into to, nursing to put them into a nursing home yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not it's not a not about medicaid look back and how we can hide our 
granny's assets so that we can put her on welfare. And we're not saying, Courtney, that that's what you guys did. No, but that's why the Medicaid look back is there. That's That's the five-year look back is to keep people from fraudulently hiding assets. And uh, and they can if they find it, they can undo it. And what she's saying is her family is going to bring it forward. They're not trying to hide it. Right, so they're not right. doing it fraudulently. They're going to say, OK, it's within the look back period. So we have to honor the guidelines of the program. And that's the proper thing to do. And then you have to use that money before Medicaid kicks in. That's the way it works. So this is why you get long term care insurance uh, and why you build wealth. So but uh, Courtney, I. I always resist situations where the timing of the whole thing from a family perspective is good for everyone but you. And this has got you right on the bubble. And so if it works out to where uh, your grandmother's a couple more years and you've got time to pay off your student loan, have an emergency fund, and have a down payment, and the payment on a 15-year fixed is no more than a fourth of your take-home pay, and you like this house – then go ahead. But um, I, I, and I won't argue with you. I'll take your word on the fact that I was wrong about you being forced into this thing. But um, it's, it's, if it was a $600,000 house, you'd be out. It's not an option for you. Even if you liked it. I mean, you can, you could qualify for it on a 30 year, but I would tell you, don't do it. You can't afford it. So that that's where this is. I mean, you there, everything in this story is on the edge. It's all on the bubble, 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 and usually bubble, bubble. we find, Courtney, too, just in general, when you're making big purchases like a house, I mean, it's usually the largest purchase that you're going to make in your lifetime is when things feel rushed or there's not a lot of options, sometimes you can make a bad decision. One of the most peaceful ways to go about, you know, a big purchase like a home is that there's lots of options. You have the right to be yeah. out if you don't want it. It just gives you a lot of freedom and a lot of power, Courtney. And I think what, da- what you're saying, Dave, is when you start to get pushed in this corner of like, this is the only thing that I can do, sometimes you don't always make the best decision. Yeah. So just give yourself the permission to be released from it. Do the numbers, figure out this, figure it out. And if it works for you then, that's great. But just don't be forced into something. Don't buy this house with a student loan still on the books. Pay that loan off today, and then this works or it doesn't. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.